0: Hello and welcome back to the Bell World Podcast. Today is the second episode in my Making the Perfect Album series. The album I created for today's podcast is titled Starcrossed by Anderson Paak. I approached this album with a similar method since Anderson Paak had the same size discography as Tyler with five studio albums. Venice, Malibu, Yes Laud, Oxnard, and Ventura. I decided to include Yes, Lod because it is my favorite album and I felt that I needed at least 15 tracks to tell a thorough story. Let's get started. Starcrossed tells a classic love story with a focus on realism. Most romantic relationships include obstacles like infidelity, time spent together, etc., especially if one partner is an aspiring musician on the road, meeting tons of new people and constantly being drooled over but Andy tells the story from the perspective of a hopeless romantic who truly believes that no matter how many temporary other relationships he passes through, he is only truly star-crossed with one girl. This album is opened with Winner's Circle from Ventura. I chose this as an opener because the opening skit from Sonny Laspecchio and Caligera Anello speak about this phenomenon of great women. you only allowed three great women in your lifetime they come along like the great fighters once every 10 years. Rocky Marciano, Sugar Ray Robinson, Joe Lewis. Sometimes you get them all at once. Me? And I had my three when I was 16. That happens, whatever even want. Maybe she's your first great one. Thanks a lot, son. I think I'm gonna go for her. Opening the song and the album with this audio sets the tone for the belief that Andy found the one. Throughout the song, Andy talks about how his love with this girl is distinct from any other girl he has ever been with. The bridge has a key change, an overall change in tone that sounds somewhat distressed with the lyrics, it's more than I bargained for. He is realizing that this love, like all others, comes with certain drawbacks and difficulties. We are about to find out what these difficulties are, but the assumption could be made that it has to do with other women. Track two is room in here from Malibu. Baby, room in here. Just enough for two in here. Yeah, ain't nobody but- We do we do? We do? the filtered audio in the intro gives the song a distant and vintage feel that may demonstrate that he's telling the listener the story of when he first spent time with this girl and realized he wanted to be with her he spends most of the song convincing this girl that he is right for her with sweet talking and promises of gift giving but he ultimately leaves the decision up to her Track three implies that Andy and this girl have finally taken the leap, are spending time together, and are so infatuated with one another that he feels like they met in a different lifetime. lifetime. La You is where I got the title for the album, on the bridge, when he asked this girl, do you believe that we are star-crossed? I think that the stylistic contrast of track two and three worked perfectly to demonstrate a turning point in their relationship, from trying to convince her to give him a chance to this electric, euphoric feeling of believing you found your soulmate, your star-crossed lover. Track 4 is another Venice track but has a dense sensuality to it. It almost sounds like Andy is teasing this girl a little bit and hasn't lost the side of himself that is ultimately always trying to use his powers of seduction to his advantage. When Andy says, no I don't even know you, it tells the audience that this isn't a song dedicated to his lover at all but a stranger that he is on the verge of becoming intimate with, despite admitting his infatuation for his girl on the last track. (laughs) Track 5 takes the story down the path of Andy's deep-rooted issue with loyalty. What more can I say from Yes Laud sounds like he is speaking directly to his girl, trying to describe his actions and ultimately playing the victim. It's as if you're listening to this discrepancy with his girl when he says, You keep trying to tell me it's only as hard as you think, but you never hear her side, just how he is choosing to interpret what she is saying. He keeps making excuses with the lyrics off the drink and blaming other women when he says, She looks like she married, but why is she staring? Andy wishes it wasn't hard for him to remain loyal to this girl that he truly loves, but his musician lifestyle and the way he operates in the world are working against him. Smile Petty from Oxnard Tells the audience that their argument didn't end well It has a laid back feeling Unlike the rest of the album Which has been generally upbeat hey, Pause shit. My lady me high. The beat switch of this song almost makes the audience lose hope, as the tone goes from frustration to anger. Andy doesn't know how to handle the pain of being called out for his mistakes. This new feeling of pain also provides him with slight pleasure, implying emotional masochism. Put Me Through for Malibu sounds like Andy's initial reaction to this new feeling he has never experienced before. He has never had someone hurt him before like his lover. He can admit that their issues are his fault. It must be what you put me through. This feeling quickly transitions into acceptance and unresolved anger. Fuck You from Yes Laud jumps in between petty anger and confusion. The ending of Fuck You, Andy admits that he still loves his girl. Despite all this fighting and pain, he can't leave her. Perhaps this has to do with the lessons this relationship has taught him about himself paired with the feeling of knowing her in a past life. On I Miss That Whip from Venice, Andy is finally showing emotion that isn't driven by anger. Though he isn't yet admitting the vulnerability of missing his girl, he can disguise it by admitting that he misses the time period of their relationship and even the vehicle that drove their relationship around and eventually crashed. It's quite obvious that the whip is a metaphor for his girl. The emotion Andy shows on this song demonstrates that he's ready to rekindle what they had and even make it better. Andy is ready to carry on from the start. He admits that they fell in love, fell out of touch, but the feelings remain the same. He spends this song nostalgic, talking to his girl about when they first met, describing the intensity of the love they felt, trying to convince her that they can make it better, even after everything that has happened between them. He describes that they can't survive in history alone and should try some new seduction. They want to make some new memories, so they meet in a nearby hotel, and he attempts to seduce her as if it's the first time all over again. The intensity of the intro from Heart Don't Stand a Chance from Malibu mirrors the intensity of their love rekindling. The hardship they experienced as a couple only brought them closer, and not only reignited the flame of their emotional and sexual passion, but gave it a whole new life. Being tumbled around and not being able to get to the surface where the air was. This youth that has been added to their relationship is perfectly described on Anywhere from Oxnard. Blunts, gators, on the, east, and for my gang was at the repetitive bass line invokes a feeling of simple sensuality, giving the feeling that they are still at this hotel, reminiscing, making love, living in this moment for four minutes or for forever. They are happily indulging in nostalgia, listening to their favorite song, no longer fighting what they have, letting it live. But everyone wants love. Love is the answer, Johnny. Everyone's looking for love, deep love, a lifetime of deep love, you know. I'm looking for a shallow half hour, you know. <laughs> Trippie from Oxnard has another skit similar to our album opener. Man, Rodney Dangerfield and Johnny Carson are speaking about looking for a lifetime of deep love. The sweet, soft, instrumental and vocals of Trippy give a euphoric feeling to their relationship. It's like they have grown older, their relationship has gone through phases and persevered long enough for them to be able to identify habits. The feeling of the song makes me feel like Andy has fully embraced what being in love feels like. He's no longer wondering what other temptations exist beyond and no longer relying so much on sexual seduction. He is shamelessly in love and ready to get bigger Get Bigger, Do You Love from Yes Laud feels like going home after a long day. Sounds like the sunset from your porch, like a warm embrace from the one you love the most. On this track, Andy is once again nostalgic in a state of self-reflection, but it goes further back than meeting his lover. He's talking about his background that led him to finding her, before being a musician even. Just like his career, his relationship got bigger. The album closer, Twilight from Oxnard, is a love sonnet to his girl. The trumpet sounds like pure happiness. Andy is in the right place, deeply in love, supported, he has conquered all of the obstacles with the help of his girl, and he's ready to help her with her own. He confesses to his lover that she is his Twilight. She never left his side, and by persevering through their difficult relationship, He was able to conquer personal issues like his infidelity, his masochism, but able to comfortably reflect on his entire life that led him here to being with her. I I was very pleased to end this album with Twilight, also taking into consideration the reference to the Twilight is another phenomenon in the sky, just like the title of this album, Star-Crossed. Thank you for listening to Bellworld. World. My name's Annabelle. Until next time.